0: Want to be a part of the conversation? Then let us know on the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Critically analyzing global affairs. This is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News
1: Talk Radio, TNT. Good morning, afternoon, evening. I hope everyone is doing uh, very well. we got a great program the next two hours first hour, returning guest John Rubino um, author of a number of books uh, founder of dollarcollapse.com rubino.substack.com I think I first chatted with him maybe almost a decade ago I Skyped him into my classroom with my university students uh, at the Tecnologico de Monterrey where I used to teach so I've been chatting with John for a long time uh so he's coming on to talk about the economy and then Stuart Hooper is uh doing second hour to talk Geo politics so hope you stick around uh and again you know do 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 poke around over at tntradio.live check out what we got going on there you can donate we got merchandise you can submit a review you can uh, join us in the interactive live chat you can send uh, me a message through the contact form while I'm live on air if you've got a question for John or Stuart um and in other news I'm doing okay there was an earthquake in Central Mexico Mexico City uh 5.8 magnitude it didn't really do nobody died uh no big damage so that is good news uh the Tucker Carlson Alex Jones interview just dropped I'll be watching that later tonight and Elon Musk apparently says he's considering letting Alex Jones back on DARPA X as I like to call it um a lot a lot of funky news Melanie Melania Trump wants Tucker Carlson to be vice Trump's vice president look at that why don't and then why don't they just make Elon Musk like um you know the 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 tech advisor and we we can keep going I I I was just reading today The Rock was at the Pentagon um and in the same report they were discussing how the political parties were wanting him to run for president um I mean that's basically we're sliding into fascism where you get uh the this actor I mean we're getting actors you know the Ukrainian president is an actor um American president formerly was an actor you can kind of say Trump reality show Uh, and and if if the Pentagon is putting the rock up as a future political political candidate he's basically going to be a puppet for the Wall Street and Pentagon that's fascism right there so we're slowly making our way into fascist territory Washington Post workers are on strike good I hope they stay on strike forever don't come back you know the 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 propaganda mainstream news uh we 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 don't need any more of that and I hope you're sitting down for this one there's a new uh a U.S Senator has identified a new U.S national security threat are you ready for this one Chinese garlic (laughs) garlic from China uh this is uh yeah so this actually came out Uh, they're talking about imports from communist China of all grades of garlic whole or separated into constituent cloves whether or not peeled chilled fresh frozen provisionally preserved or packed in water or other neutral substance so the borders are wide open they're letting violent radicals burn down buildings but we got to worry about Chinese garlic from China now really you know the headlines write themselves and no this was not the Onion an article from The Onion or Babylon Bee really crazy crazy stuff going on uh, Elizabeth Warren U.S. Senator says North Korea is using crypto to fund half of its nuclear weapons program yeah yeah they're, they're trying to take out all the alternatives to the algorithm ghetto the CBDCs uh it's just impressive now to see Jamie Dimon Elizabeth Warren um the whole you know entourage coming after Bitcoin and crypto uh this wasn't unsettling news uh you know Senator Ron Wyden who's been doing good work especially on you know surveillance and privacy matters he's uh, been uncovering some stuff apparently unidentified governments are surveilling smartphone users via their apps push notifications that's why that's why I have a Google phone and I and anyways I turn off all my notifications because I don't want the phone to control me I want to control the phone um and and my attention so you know there are so many ways they're surveilling us now this is something to think about we got to work hard to turn off their um uh you know turn off the many ways that they're attempting to spy on us so that is unnerving who would have thought push no- notifications would allow the intelligence agencies to spy on us but you can research uh, look at the article for further um information on, on how that works you know metadata and all this sort of stuff uh, and finally you know it's happened mainstream news how n- news now here at Euro News new climate report Europe could face an ice age Europe could face an ice age can they make up their minds it was in the 1970s um global cooling and then it was global warming and then it's climate change and then it's climate disruption and then it's global boiling and now we're back to global cooling seriously new climate report warns that Earth is on the verge of crossing dangerous tipping points one of them could trigger an ice age in Europe you know I've I've interviewed Ice Age Farmer Christian Westerbrook I think was his last name years ago in my podcast and he's gone completely dark I think he's doing okay I, I did message with him I think earlier in the year I think he's just gone dark and he's preparing for this this coming ice age all right if you missed your favorite TNT radio show or interview don't freak out just take a deep breath you can listen back when you want whenever uh, wherever you want just visit episodes over at tntradio.live and also all the um, past uh, archived interviews and episodes are uh, on all the major podcast platforms such as Apple Google Spotify Amazon podbean iHeart TuneIn, and, and most likely more platforms there's no reason to miss anything on TNT radio
2: Clashing on the controversies. It's a woke society and I am fed up with it.
1: Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. The Biden administration, or shall I call them the Biden regime, has proposed a new rule that would allow federal authorities to seize the patents of costly drugs that were developed using taxpayer dollars and to let third parties use those patents to make the drugs available more cheaply here with the story joining me now is tnt
2: radio news producer adam clark aka ruckus thanks rory so the government's taking things that belong to other people again how dare i mean they would never uh yeah on thursday this is a thing today Uh, Mark your calendars. December 7th, that's Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day, by the way, and my sister's birthday too. Happy birthday, sis. Uh, The White House threatened to cancel and seize taxpayer-funded drug patents if the prices for those medications were deemed too high and thereby inaccessible to the public. The Biden administration stated that the move aims to lower the cost of prescription medications. Um, A press release from the White House stated, quote, as part of the president's Bidenomics agenda, the Biden-Harris administration is cracking down on price gouging and taking on special interests to lower costs for consumers and ensure every American has access to high quality, affordable health care, end quote. Uh-huh. Biden, blamed, quote, corporate special interests and trickle-down economics, end quote, for enabling pharmaceutical giants to inflate drug prices. The White House stated, quote, today the Biden-Harris administration is announcing new actions to promote competition in healthcare and support lowering prescription drug costs for American families, including the release of a proposed framework for agencies on the exercise of march in rights on taxpayer-funded drugs and other inventions, which specifies that price can be a factor in considering whether a drug is accessible to the public, end quote. Uh, Furthermore, they said, quote, the administration believes taxpayer-funded medications should be reasonably available and affordable, end quote the administration noted that 70 percent of the pharmaceutical industry's revenue is generated by just 25 companies. Biden blamed the, quote unquote, lack of competition for driving up prices for consumers. Oh, is that the reason? Uh, Pharmaceutical companies have received, quote, hundreds of billions of dollars, end quote, from American taxpayers to research and develop new prescription drugs. The white house explained quote when an invention is made using taxpayer funds under certain circumstances march in authority under the bay dole act enables the federal government to license the invention to another party end quote drugs that are deemed quote not reasonably available to americans end quote based on price could be seized by the government and licensed to another manufacturer that, quote, could sell it for less, unquote. At least that's what Biden says. The president claimed using the march in authority would be quote, good for competition, end quote, the economy, and quote, the millions of Americans who can't afford their medications, end quote. Following a nearly nine-month review, the Department of Commerce and the Department of Health and Human Services issued a proposed framework for executive agencies regarding march in rights on Thursday. I already said that, so sorry. Hold on a second, guys. Uh, where was it? Uh, here he is. HHS Secretary Xavier Bercera called the federal government's Marchant Authority a, quote unquote, powerful tool for increasing the public's access to taxpayer funded medications. Uh-huh. Uh, and people familiar with the matter told Politico that the Biden administration does not support the widespread use of margin rights and does not currently have plans to seize patents from any pharmaceutical companies. Well, that's assuring her worry. Um, but this is this is kind of an unknown thing to me. I didn't realize that they could do this. um I'm glad I ran into the story. Uh, but what do you think about this? I
1: guess mixed feelings on one hand, as it was alluded to in the uh, reports. One of them came uh, cited Representative Mark Green from Tennessee, who said, "Quote: So now dictator Biden seizes the intellectual property of hardworking Americans. He is the dictator." so there there is a bit of a you know uh, a whiff of Soviet Union here that's why I've been calling for the 20 uh past 20 years uh my home the United Soviet States of America but you know generic having affordable generic you know drugs that's not a bad thing I don't know who can argue uh with that but I think you know I was just thinking the bigger picture here is that's not really going to save us great you know you get more affordable drugs but the entire system of healthcare in america it sucks you know i saw a clip yesterday of a middle-class peasant in america you know one of those TikTok clips where people are now doing from their cars crying about how they can't afford anything now which is true um and this woman said that she would have to work full-time just for health insurance so you have no money for rent or for food it's like literally just for health insurance i don't even have health insurance here in mexico um uh because the system isn't that bad it's it's affordable like if I, I was at the doctor actually uh, today and you pay like I don't know if, uh, between 30 50 bucks for private you know consult takes it's you get you get it quick but in America like that costs hundreds of dollars thousands of dollars and the entire system is horrible uh but I don't know it's it seems like good news what do you think I don't know
2: good news I don't know. I, I just, I I don't know how I feel about this whole idea of you know the government seizing anything from somebody who created it. So that, I guess the only argument is that taxpayer dollars funded it. Well, maybe that that's an issue that would needs to be discussed. Also, this this fake argument about who who is going to own the rights to the patent to these drugs, and oh, we we need to get these drugs into more Americans. Stat. Uh Uh-huh. Maybe we should address uh, the greater health issues facing the public so that they don't need to be on the drugs in the first place, because, you know, we all know that these pharmaceuticals are no bueno, as they would say, Herborian. Yeah, that's another good point. Everyone's on these uh, prescription
1: drugs. uh, And so the solution is you know if you can there are natural solutions I believe for a lot of stuff maybe not for everything you know but um again that's the whole brave new world aspect of the United States where they want everyone on Soma right whether it's um prescription legal drugs or illegal drugs uh and yeah but you you, you do have a point about the the confiscation but you know taxpayers hey, taxpayers funded the the internet right the DARPA created what we're using right now uh GPS was came from taxpayer money and so you know FedBook, book as I call it Facebook was the DARPA project uh, Pentagon pal PayPal I'm sure that came probably as well from the bowels of the uh Pentagon so yeah maybe we can get people's thoughts out in the chat uh or 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 elsewhere but uh yeah any final thought on that ruckus
2: yeah, real quick. I was thinking, doesn't that technically mean that the taxpayers are investors in these technologies, these inventions, the drugs? So wouldn't the more logical solution be that we all get to share in on the profit? Yeah, maybe that's an, an option we should explore. That would be very nice, but that's
1: wishful wishful thinking. All right, Rock, is catch up with you. In a bit, we got John Rubino joining us, um, famous author of of a number of books, The Money Bubble, rubino.substack.com to talk economic collapse. We'll be right back.
0: TNT Radio's Joe Hoff Just a terrible situation there And Biden was behind it pushing these arms Pushing billions of dollars over there We don't know where that money went, I'll
3: bet you money I'll bet you a huge percent uh, Went, I bet you more than 50% Didn't go to the uh, to the people or to the war uh, It went to people's pockets Kind of like what we
0: have in, in uh, Palestine, uh, with the U.S. Since, since well, under Biden uh, Trump shut this down, thank God But under Biden, Obama, they started Sending billions
3: over to Uh, that part of the world. These people have been after Israel forever and and, uh,
0: supported by Iran and billions of dollars going their way and uh, to help them, uh, you know, basically uh, create chaos in the Middle East, terrorism. And and we saw
3: what happened earlier this year, about a month ago, uh, the two-in-one attack in Israel
0: and the death and destruction, rape and kidnapping, more than 240 people kidnapped. Joe Hoft on today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
2: Take us back in time. And who was Mike Flynn?
3: He was the national security advisor to the president. Why is it that they go after me so hard? Why me? Why does Barack Obama only talk about two people to the incoming president of the United States? When I was sentenced, the judge says, you have been convicted of lying to cover up for Donald Trump. To which I say, cover up what? Russian collusion? There was no Russian collusion to cover up. We see in today's current uh, scenario with President Joe Biden, who came in with high expectations, that he has been viewed as divisive. And we're committed to advancing transgender equality in the classroom. The liberal media say, well, this is his love for his son, and yes, he's going to protect his son. But let me tell you, a lot of fathers love their sons, but their sons had to go to jail when they broke the law. At this moment, people see a lot of those telltale signs of a far left drift to the country. Whether you're talking about socialism, or you're talking about communism. Socialism is just a kinder cousin
2: of communism. But the goal is the same, for the state to have control of every aspect of your life. We had multiple hearings on different agencies
0: that have actually just gone rogue. They took fewer men in the takedown of El Chapo than they did to arrest me. And Comey went back to his organization and his other thugs together and to basically give him the ground rules. Okay, here's how we're gonna, here's what we're gonna do. And give, now I need some ideas about how to execute this These last four years. We need basically an exorcism in Washington, D.C. When, you know, Satan is tempting Jesus in the desert, I'll, I'll give you all the riches of the world, I'll give you everything. All you have to do is bow to me.
3: That's what Barack Obama has done. That's what Jim Comey has done. That's what these bastards
0: have done. The Fall of Deceit at SalemNow.com. So many people who had no history of heart illnesses have got it now or blood clotting after the COVID 19 vaccination. Punish those who hurt people with COVID madness, lighting the fuse for freedom. TNT Radio.
1: Returning to the TNT Radio transmission, this time in living color, we can see him John Rubino, founder of dollarcollapse.com, author of a number of books, including Collapse of the Dollar, The Money Bubble his substack is rubino.substack.com welcome back to TNT John
3: hi everyone good to talk to you again
1: good good to talk again I was just looking at um looking at the archives on my podcast and we first spoke it was 2015 so that's about eight years ago so boy boy this time uh fly and I just want to ask how are things with you and and the Substack um there are uh, you know very cool uh, Substack I encourage people to to subscribe a lot of great analysis there uh and so how how are things going with that
3: Things are going well but like you said time is flying <laughs> um the Substack is already a year old you know I think the last time you and I talked I, I just started it and um, I'm already writing up the uh, the first year anniversary message to subscribers so yeah, um, there. You know, one of the nice things about uh, doing what you and I do is that there's never a shortage of things to talk about. This world is so crazy and moving so fast that uh, it's a it's a new thrill a minute.
1: Yeah, and you know, a lot of your projections, extrapolations from you know way back when are uh, coming to fruition. Unfortunately, uh, and uh, as you said, there's a lot to to talk about. But maybe to start, you know, get your big big picture view. On the state of the economy in the U.S um Globally things just don't look bad and it it just seems like we're on the on the precipice of um of the abyss Your, your your thoughts
3: we are on on the edge of the abyss it's it's taken a lot longer than it seemed like it was going to but um the the countries with fiat currencies in other words the currencies that aren't backed by anything have been borrowing so much money and causing to be created so much debt in their economies that that we're pretty close to the end of the process. I think uh, there, there are a bunch of things going on now that just are, are completely unsustainable. Um, and one of the things that is is really widespread is debt having to be rolled over at higher and higher interest rates because we've had to raise interest rates to uh, combat the inflation that was inevitable inevitable from all the money that we've been creating. And now people have to roll over their debts at these higher interest rates, which means a lot of budgets out there are being busted and a lot of entities are being pushed towards bankruptcy. And I'm talking about governments and corporations and individuals all around the world. So there's, uh, you know, there's nothing U.S. specific about this, for instance. It's happening in a lot of countries uh and the the ultimate crisis when it comes is going to affect the whole world and I I think you know 2024 could be the uh the beginning of the end of uh, all of these things we've been talking about all along
1: I've got bad feelings of 2024 um on all fronts and because I'm listening to a lot of smart people like yourself and they're all they're saying like I mean you've got like Stephen Greer who I'm not you know I don't really believe you know when it comes to the UFO phenomenon I'm not on the same frequency as he is but he's saying something crazy is going to happen then you got people talking about the elections and civil war and then economy it's just like the perfect storm 2024 and I I you know correct me if I'm wrong I was reading the US debt, um the the, the interest like to pay back that the, the payments like it was reaching a nearly a, a trillion which is more you know as much as we spend on the military industrial complex and then inflation uh, another expert uh was giving an interview saying kind of what I've been thinking that inflation is also one of the greatest dangers to not just U.S citizens but globally I mean it's it's really eroding the 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 middle class uh so you know further thoughts there
3: um yeah a couple of them um one uh, about the interest payments um the US was able and the whole rest of the world were able to borrow at extremely low interest rates for a long time because the central banks of the world forced interest rates down to unnaturally low levels and that made government um finances look much better than they were because their interest costs were minimal while they were borrowing lots of money to pump up their economies well that's shifting into reverse now where um, as interest rates go up um, the cost of all of that debt that's been taken on is going up even more quickly. So government um, financial situations are deteriorating at an accelerating rate now. Now, about inflation and what it does to people, yeah, inflation is one of the most destructive um, processes that you can imagine for a modern economy. And here's what it's done in the U.S. We, uh, the baby boomers, my generation, we basically structured the financial system to favor us and to favor generally rich people. You know, we pushed interest rates down to super low levels, and that um, made stocks and bonds and real estate become more valuable. And since um, the rich in general and also baby boomers in, in general tend to own most of the stocks once in real estate we all got relatively rich at the expense of the people who would normally be trying to save but couldn't get any interest on their savings which was the younger generations so we've consigned basically a, a two generations of Americans to never being able to um, to do the adult things that the rest of us have taken for granted you know it's if, if you're 25 years old um it's almost impossible to buy a house right now right because house prices have gone up so much it's very difficult to invest for your future because stocks the stocks you might buy to invest um are, are already incredibly expensive they're not going to make you much money going forward so these uh, younger generations are you, you hear a lot about how people don't want to work anymore you know the Millennials are terrible employees and stuff like that and a big part of it is that they see that there is no path for them to traditional adulthood they're they're cobbling together three part-time jobs to get to 40 hours a week to make enough money to pay the rent but the rent is so high and you know their car is so expensive and insurance and you know you add up all the living expenses that these guys have to deal with and it soaks up all their money so they don't have any savings with which to buy a house or to hope to retire or even to get married and have kids or anything so it's completely changing their lives and changing their attitudes so I think you can make the case that the uh, the aristocracy in the US and around the world is basically um, milking the peasants right now they're just draining all the wealth out of the peasants who are basically everybody who's not in the aristocracy Um, and um, their biggest fear is that the peasants figure it out you know and storm the castle with their pitchforks and and torches and uh and I think part of the reason why our politics is so strange and so divisive right now is that it's in the interest of the people who are in charge of the economy to keep us distracted with you know gay versus straight and pro-abortion versus anti-abortion and all the other things where uh working-class people are battling with each other ideologically because then we're not paying attention to the crimes of the aristocracy so anyhow that was a long-winded um answer to your question about inflation but uh inflation is basically the tool that the rich use to harvest the poor and, and I, it ruins I, the lives of poor people yeah
1: just as you said milking the peasants I think uh you c- couldn't say it any better real quick John we're going to jump to our headlines Real News, TNT
0: Radio News. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. Dozens of Hamas terrorists surrendered to Israeli forces in northern Gaza Thursday, according to reports. Russia's Federal Security Service led a sustained hacking campaign against British politicians and political processes, the government announced this morning. In a surprise move, Workplace Relations Minister Tony Burke has struck a deal with crossbenchers David Pocock and Jackie Lambie. To pass measures in its industrial relations bill.
1: The common housefly. Caught in the clutches of the spider's web. Every move it makes just makes matters worse. Then, dinner time feast on the captivating
0: stories videos and helpful information on our website. Oh, dinner's ready. Oh man. Escape is futile. Just one more video. Get
1: stuck in our web TNTradio.live. All right, we're back with John Rubino rubino.substack.com. Also if you search his name at uh, on Amazon and elsewhere, you'll find a number of his books which you can go back uh, uh and, and read the money bubble uh, I read that years ago and and some of the other books really good stuff and your latest substack is dealing with uh, de dollarization and how it's definitely happening uh, I'm sure you've probably uh, seen clips already of Putin uh, and MBS uh as, as looking like BFFs right best friends forever um and the way they greeted each other Putin was like a gangster <laughs> but it just seems like you know every day I'm reading uh China uh it was in Zambia yesterday talking about how they want uh to skip the dollar go around the dollar and and, and trade in, in the, the local um the currencies so where are we in this de-dollarization process
3: yeah the uh, the U.S has the world's reserve currency uh and for that to work um the the country running the world's reserve currency needs to be kind of neutral in other words it it shouldn't favor um one entity over another and it shouldn't certainly shouldn't use the currency as a weapon and the U.S has done all those things you know we've totally weaponized the dollar so that anybody who steps out of line with uh, whatever the the Empire is uh, trying to do in the moment is hit with all kinds of sanctions and they're kicked off the international banking system and their foreign exchange reserves are um, are confiscated and and so understandably a lot of the rest of the world doesn't like the system as it's currently operated so they're they're looking for ways to avoid using dollars and that's the term de-dollarization that's where that comes from um and a lot of countries are cutting for instance bilateral trade deals where they uh, they swap each other's currencies back and forth and they use each other's currencies to buy and sell things um bilaterally with each other um and that's spreading a lot of other countries are doing that and that's diminishing the need for dollars out there although we're a long way for, from the dollar you know not being a major global trade currency anymore uh, but the process is ongoing and Russia and India and China and Saudi Arabia and Iran among many other countries are all doing these kinds of trade deals with each other so they don't have to use dollars they're also buying a lot of gold um central bank gold demand is at record levels and a lot of that is due to the fact that these countries central banks don't want to be dependent on dollars for their reserve currencies they want to hold something that is neutral and gold is the ultimate neutral store of wealth um so it's possible that a lot of countries are preparing for a clean break with the dollar in other words they might set up a gold-backed currency of their own and might use that to do all the trading and not need dollars uh we're a while away from that being a widespread thing but it's it's something that all this gold buying by central banks is pointing to so in the coming decade we're going to see a lot of turmoil in the the currency markets as these uh these trends this de-dollarization trend in particular start to really gain steam and it's probably going to be bad for the value of the dollar which will add to inflation here in the us you know we're already just because of all the debt that we've taken on looking at um, accelerating inflation after the coming recession um but the de-dollarization process is liable to accelerate that process so that inflation which was going to be bad anyhow is going to be horrendous for us sometime you know in the three to five year time frame
1: I I wonder what you make of the case of Javier Millet in in, in Argentina where uh, it was funny you know one of the I think the second day after he got into office um he he he, they tweeted the phone call uh him with the IMF director George George Georgieva I think uh so he's immediately calling up the overlords at IMF and he wants to dollarize the economy you know personality wise you know he's kind of likable he seems anti-system but I think wouldn't dollarizing um Argentina really make you like a vassal of Washington as you said it can be the dollar can be weaponized so if you do something that the Empire doesn't like you're 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 in you're in in a you got problems, no?
3: Um, yeah, I I think from where Argentina is right now, uh, dollarizing their monetary system would probably be a big improvement. But the dollar itself is not that stable a currency anymore, so it's not like they're going to uh, the rock solid sound money by dollarizing, because <laughs> the dollar is well, the dollar lost ten percent of its value in 2022 alone. And in the next cycle, when, uh, when we have our next crisis and the government has to bail everybody inside out, inflation will pick back up again. And so Argentina, by using dollars, will lose 10, 15, 20% a year uh, in the value of the currency that it depends on. Um, you know, that, that guy is pretty funny, though, in Argentina. He's like a cross between Ron Paul and Donald Trump. You know, I have no idea how this is going to play out, but I'm enjoying the theater uh, that he's providing right now um and the i think he represents something that's much bigger than himself too as does trump because um as it becomes more and more clear to people that uh, the systems aren't working for us anymore in other words the monetary system the uh our, our foreign policy in the us um the the general economy those things are not being operated for the benefit of regular people uh and as that becomes more and more apparent populism becomes a more and more attractive political approach and now populism isn't an actual political philosophy it's more of a it's an attitude that uh says okay a handful of extremely rich people are screwing over the rest of us so you put us in power and we will take back what's been stolen okay and that's that was Donald Trump's platform and uh, you're seeing that spread to the rest of the world now Argentina um uh-huh the the Dutch just um elected somebody who um is kind of sort of in the populist camp um Marine Le Pen in, in France is uh, is very much a populist and uh, as this spreads um it's going to further destabilize the old system now what what the populists can do or not do is kind of up in the air we just uh, because populism isn't really a philosophy we don't know what they're going to end up doing and whether any of it is going to work for their people but it's highly likely to destabilize the existing monetary and financial system uh and that's going to add to the turmoil that goes forward you know we even even if um, the same guys stayed in charge for the next 10 years we would still have a gigantic financial crisis on our hands because the system as it's set up now does not work long term but you toss in a bunch of populist candidates winning elections in their countries and then trying to tear out the existing system um, from the roots, and, uh, and you get a um, orders of magnitude more complex situation. And I think that's what we're going to get, because um, that is just a very attractive political platform. If you step up and say, you know what, uh, we're, we're going to take care of you by getting rid of this aristocracy that somehow is running our country, lots of people will vote for that. And lots of people are voting for that. So I think we're going to see that going forward.
1: Yeah, I see populism as a shift away shifting the center of gravity away from the aristocracy plutocracy oligarchy back towards as as much as possible towards the peasants. Um you know, I've got more questions but I didn't want to ask you know in the past I've seen you touch in, on your Substack on the COVID insanity, uh talking about privacy and surveillance, ways to protect ourselves, you know, this this um insane dystopian state they want to push upon us. And then you know, of course geopolitics, you know before I throw out some other questions what are some uh areas that, that, that you're looking at you know what, what keeps you up at night so to speak
3: well the, there there are some things that worry me greatly one of course is nuclear war you know the U.S. especially is blundering around the world picking fights with everybody in sight <laughs> excuse me and uh we're taking huge risks without seemingly understanding those risks we've got um people in charge of the U.S. government especially U.S foreign policy are what's called neocons or neoconservatives and they're people who basically believe that um, the United States with five percent of the world's population should dominate the rest of the world with the other 95 percent of population for the next hundred years and uh, anything they do to further that goal is by definition good because the goal itself is so important and they literally think that a um, a nuclear war with Russia if it um, takes Russia off the playing field you know if it eliminates an important um adversary that it's worth it and they feel the same way about China and I and, and Iran you know so these guys are willing to fight a three-front war that might turn nuclear to achieve their goals and you know, I'm sorry that to me that seems just batshit crazy uh, and and yeah those are the guys who are in charge of our country um that's what keeps me up at night that they actually succeed in starting a multi-front war with nuclear powers because you know you can talk about financial crises and investment strategies for the inflation that's coming and stuff like that but if we have a nuclear war all of the um uh, the positive things you can do to prepare go out the window because there's no way to predict um what that's going to lead to and uh barring a nuclear war however I think a lot of this stuff that's coming is survivable financial crises have happened over and over again in human history there's always a way to protect yourself from them you know this time around what's coming is global instead of local <clears throat> which going to make it's going to make it bigger and a little little less predictable a little more extreme uh but if it doesn't lead to a major war there there's still a way out of it you know you do that big monetary reset that everybody's talking about you go back to having sound money and uh you're you're much poorer than you thought you were during the inflationary boom but uh, you can survive and thrive going forward and so I I think it doesn't make sense to prepare for a nuclear war beyond the basics of, of prepping you know food water things like that firearms definitely but um I I think that most of the preparation that we do should be for the big financial crisis that's clearly coming and how we want to protect ourselves and our families from that and how maybe we want to go for life-changing profits by uh, making some big bets on the um the overall system breaking down and all of that is possible and that's that's what I focus on on my Substack. It's actionable stuff. In other words, okay, you know, we get that these crises are coming. What do we do specifically? Which stocks should we own? Um, How do we buy gold and silver? How do we make ourselves invisible from the sensors? Um, How do we maintain optimal health, so that we're in good shape when the time comes when we really need to be in good shape? You know, all of that stuff is, is, is are things you can plan for things you can implement and uh, psychologically it's a lot healthier to be making positive plans that might pay off for for you in a big way instead of just uh, obsessing about all the horrible times that are coming so uh, you know I've been at this a year looking for actionable ideas and there's no shortage of them you know there's a lot to write about a lot to do
1: I I, I want to get more of your thoughts uh, on this after the break uh, again the website is rubino.substack.com phone lines are open you can also check out john's uh, books available um in physical or i would assume as well so, uh, they are in digital format uh as well we will be right back
0: with his expert analysis and opinion
1: this is tnt radio's
0: timothy shea these are parlous times for liberty in the united states and for the Constitution and the rule of law. House Republicans have joined with their Democrat colleagues to oust Republican Representative George Santos, only the sixth member to ever be removed from the lower legislative chamber. Three were removed in 1861 after they joined the Confederacy, and the other two following their convictions of the crimes of which they were accused. Santos has been accused of fraud crimes but not convicted. This is a premature, preemptive strike by Republicans on one of their own and it sets a dangerous precedent. Now I hold no grief for George Santos, he seems quite frankly like a wingnut, but it's up to the constituents of his district to remove him from office, absent a criminal conviction. This is just one more episode in the long history of Republicans bowing to Democrat will. It seems as though when Democrats win elections they get their own way, and when Republicans win elections, Democrats still get their own way. This is why we're so upset with the Republican Party. Grow a pair, stand up, and say no to the other side. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio.
2: People might tell you that Lyme doesn't kill people, but we are losing people. People disappear from their lives. One of the scariest things that I had to deal with was uh, memory loss. Not just like, I don't remember what I did last week, but like, I forgot all the words to my own songs. I remember going to my primary care physician and he was like, you are 100% healthy. There's nothing wrong with you. And my response was, that's impossible. I'm dying. I wasn't working. So I had all of these hospital bills. And we had to move out of our home and move into my parents' basement. I just wish I could have truly been present in those big moments, you know, when she took her first steps or, you know, her first day of preschool. Lyme is such a thief and it goes undetected because no one is looking for it. For more information and prevention tips, go to projectlime.org.
1: For Voye on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. We're back. It's our final segment with John Rubino, rubino.substack.com. He's got a number of books as well. You can check out he, uh, he was founder of dollarcollapse.com. Um, and you know, I, I want to get more of your thoughts on how to how people can prepare for the way forward. But uh, you recently, not not too long ago, also did a Substack. You mentioned Mark Nesman, uh, who I've been a huge fan of for over a decade. I think many moons ago, I, I think I even did a consult uh, with him um and my greatest fear you know barring as you said nuclear war is what I like to call what one of my past guests uh, calls Edwin Black the the algorithm ghetto right the whole CBDC stuff and so I I kind of fear you know Dr Mercola reported how recently Chase Bank debanked him after 20 years his workers his workers spouses and his the, the the children of his workers for life uh and so um, and any thoughts on this push, this war on cash, uh, as you say, and then, you know, ways to sort of survive that?
3: Yeah, actually, uh, besides just nuclear war, I should have mentioned what you uh, what you're talking about now as uh, as a big fear, because it uh, I think that it's it's completely possible that a lot of what's happening now isn't just due to incompetence and bad ideology on the part of the people in charge, that there's actually a plan being put into place to engineer a collapse in the financial system, uh, you know, a, a chaos in politics, and then use that as an excuse to basically take over and declare an author- authoritarian system. Now, central bank digital currencies are a big part of that because they're basically currencies where you've got an account at the Fed instead of at your bank and uh, everything you do financially becomes completely visible to the government then and they also have control over your money they can go in and uh, what they call program your money in other words if they want you to spend more quickly uh, they can put an expiration date on the money in your um, your Fed CBDC account if they don't like what you're spending money on they can forbid you uh from buying stuff with that account in categories of things that they disapprove of and and obviously if you stand up to them politically and oppose some of their policies they can just uh, eliminate your bank account uh, all of that becomes possible with central bank digital currencies and it looks like that's uh, that's one of those things that they clearly intend to impose and so we have to fight that and uh, one of the ways you do that is by first of all owning forms of money like gold and silver coins that might at some point be part of a black market that allow you to transact um, outside the control of the government and other things that you can do involve um, your own privacy Um, in other words uh, find ways to be as invisible as possible to the people who would censor you and control you uh, and you can you can do a lot of that with um, changes in your browser that you use changes in the kind of kind of settings on your phone you know and there, there's a lot of things beyond that that you can do too and that's a an interesting ongoing process trying to become invisible um but yeah it's it's completely possible that there's uh, there's going to be an attempt at um installing an authoritarian government pretty soon in other words tossing out the Constitution to- tossing out the Bill of Rights and uh, because it's necessary, because it's such dangerous times, et cetera, et cetera, you know, the, the excuses that um, dictators always use, uh, that they're going to try to take over here pretty soon. And, um, you know, that's that's kind of the, the civil war that we're leaving for our kids to fight. And, um, you know, I'm really sorry that that's the way it's going, but uh, it may be going that way uh now there are political things you can do in the short run which uh, we talk about um, populist politicians right now and uh, and to the extent that they're um they're throwing a monkey wrench in the gears of this plan to uh, install a global global government and uh one global currency things like that uh then maybe they can help you know maybe we need to be politically active and vote for people like that but it goes on and on there are a lot of things we can do because this is not a done deal yet and uh and learning about what's happening is the first step and then once you have in you know in your own mind come to the conclusion that uh that very dangerous times are coming then it's a lot easier to start taking the steps to protect yourself and your family and there are no shortage of those you know and I you know I think it begins with gold and silver if you take away one thing from this conversation it is that we should all own precious metals um, at the basis of our financial lives because those are the kinds of money that governments can't just inflate away and they will tend to hold their value and protect us when um, a lot of financial instruments that depend on the value of the dollar are just collapsing gold and silver will go up they'll become more valuable they'll give us the capital to do things going forward that we wouldn't be able to do otherwise and uh, once you've got the gold and silver lined up, then there's lots of other things to do.
1: Yeah, I had on the program yesterday, I'm not sure if you're familiar with her, Adriana Reed of Camino Coin. She's out in uh, California. So we were talking about some of this stuff. And I think that's an excellent point you made, very important about trying to be as invisible as possible. You know, I've got a de Googled phone, you can use Linux. Uh, there was a story today, you know, Senator Ron Wyden explained how now they're surveilling us through notifications on our smartphones so the notifications themselves are allowing intelligence company uh intelligence agencies to to spy on you through notifications who would have thought um as so you mentioned gold and silver you know what about uranium uh, i just see that uh going going up uh, i've been looking at that for years at cop 28 they just said 20 countries at least are going to triple nuclear production um you know they're realizing wind and solar ain't going to cut it so they're saying okay we'll do nuclear you know any thoughts on uranium oil and and uh, other stuff like that
3: I love uranium that that's a story that's basically immune to the business cycle because as you said um governments around the world are figuring out that um solar and wind will not save us and nuclear, therefore, has to be a bigger part of the mix. A lot of countries that basically just closed down their their nuclear plants are reopening them. A lot of other countries are are, are planning big new buildouts of their nuclear capability. And each nuclear plant um, has to have fuel, right? And that's uranium. So the guys who are mining uranium are, are looking at a really really nice twenty or thirty years ahead of them because there is not enough. Uranium coming out of today's mines to um, to power all the plants that are coming online. Therefore, the price of uranium has to go up to incent more miners to go out there and find more uranium. Uh, and it's already uh, it, the price of uranium has doubled in just the last year. And this you know this won't even be derailed by the recession that's coming in 2024. Even if the economy slows down, um, the the nuke plants will still go online when they're going to go online you know so uranium is going to be needed regardless of what else happens to the economy um and I I think that's uh you know having something like a a industrial commodity that is non-cyclical is really nice because the others tend to rise and fall in price along with economic activity um and I I do like the oil companies I think that um, fossil fuels um, demise has been greatly exaggerated, especially in terms of the time frame. We're going to be using oil and gas for a lot longer than, than maybe a lot of governments until really recently thought so, um, which means that the oil companies will continue to make a lot of money and they'll be able to pay dividends, things like that. There'll be good, solid things to hold. And uh, the important theme here is that you want to own things governments cannot create out of thin air they can't create more oil they can't create more uranium certainly they they cannot create more gold and silver so that to the extent that you own those things you'll tend to do well in an environment where governments are basically destroying all the financial assets that uh, that depend on the value of the dollar for their value so don't you know don't own government bonds minimize the amount of cash you have in your bank account uh and uh do expand or you know use the capital that you freed up that way into real assets so oil companies um gold miners gold and silver bullion uranium miners um even copper which um, is kind of a surprise to a lot of people because uh, copper is kind of the 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 most old-fashioned sounding commodity but uh in the world that we're creating where we're going to electrify a lot more things you know we're going to have more windmills we're going to have more solar panels we're going to have more electric cars all those things take copper uh and there's not enough copper coming out of today's mines to satisfy all that demand so the price of that has to go up too so a portfolio that's made up of those things that i just mentioned will probably do pretty well going forward and they'll probably protect you against a lot of the uh uh the the financial insanity that we're going to have to live through in the coming decade and uh, there's more like that but that's the the general idea a portfolio that uh, is based on things like that will probably do pretty well
1: I think you know, in farmland uh you know property cows uh you know stuff like that and uh, you know just oil what came to mind look what's happening now in Venezuela and Guyana Venezuela basically wants to annex its neighbor to get access to the oil and then you know I was reading today South calm Southern Command I think is back in Guyana and so that's another flashpoint uh <laughs> that might be opening up but we're down to one minute left John it's always great to get an update uh, from you. Tell us again um, You know where people can get your books, your main websites, projects, and so forth.
3: Yeah, I'm mainly at rubino.substack.com and uh, it has a free subscription option. So you can go there, check it out, sign up for free and, and uh, see what I'm doing. And then uh, some of the actionable stuff, uh, like a lot of what we just talked about uh, is behind paywall. You can have the choice then to subscribe and, and see the other stuff.
1: For the price of a cup of uh uh, uh starbucks coffee uh, i don't think it's too much to ask well uh thank you john and uh you know keep up the great uh, analysis
3: thanks for talk to you soon
1: all right yeah and i'll be right back with uh, lecturer stuart j hooper